find me on only one social media platform which is instagram the podcast page is tcbl podcast i do have a personal page which is at k the rebel questions comments inquiries would like to do a collaboration would like to be featured on any of the segments i am running my email address is this can't single letter b l y f e at gmail.com yeah this is episode um 120. I did take a break last week because I honestly had nothing for y'all or even for myself, like mentally and physically drained. Um, that's that's the, the state that I was in, so I just couldn't deliver. And um, let's get into this week's episode, which is inspired by me, by me. Um, I know I post a lot of memes like about growth, self-love, and self-discovery. And I talk about it a lot in conversations like with people um, quite frequently. And um, this week's episode is titled Self-Reflection and Therapy Sessions 2.0. So why it's 2.0 is because episode 22 was titled Self-Reflection and Therapy Sessions. And ironically, at that time, I did have a co-host at the time, but it's crazy how that was the first episode I ever recorded by myself. Um, so I decided to go back and listen to it. And um, it was very interesting, gave me a chance to reflect again, especially within a three-year gap, because that episode was recorded in 2018. Um, you can go and listen to it. Um, I might add it in my, um, like, spotlights on the SoundCloud so it's easy to find instead of trying to scroll all the way that early on. So, um, in case you don't feel like listening to it, um, here is a recap of the things I discuss. And that was... I talked about, like, life-changing experiences and... Um, that is what led me to going to therapy at that time because that was the first time I've ever gone to therapy. Um, I talked about how courageous it was to take the steps to go to therapy or acknowledge that you need therapy. Um, I talked a lot about what therapy felt like for me at that time and I said verbatim that therapy for me at that time was seeing yourself outside of yourself. Um, I also voiced how the expectations you have for yourself may be too high for other people, which kind of led to me getting disappointed a lot of times, um, in my life back then. Um, I talked about how there's no trophies for being a real or genuine person. I talked about the struggles with expecting people to show up for me the same way that I show up for them and how it rarely ever happened. 
I talked about how strong I was, but that sometimes I felt my strength was burdensome. I even talked about how sometimes people hate on you for being strong, like stuff that you went through and even though it knocked you to the floor and you were able to get back up, some people don't like that. Um, I talked about how I felt crying was a weakness, how I'm not a crier. I also talked about how I was a loner um, and that the reason why I felt like I would call myself a loner or would was because I was struggling with making connections with people a lot of the times and they were one-sided. It was like, I totally take them as they are, however they show up, but it seemed like they were always trying to nitpick about me and qualities or flaws that I may have had. And essentially what that would convey to me was that they didn't like me. And being disliked back then did bother me sometimes, which is obviously why I decided to to be a loner or an extreme introvert. Um, I also took that time to like embrace some of the things that people don't like about me, like how I'm strong-headed, um, I'm not fearful, um, how I say how I feel and I'm not sorry for it. Um, I also talked about how I was usually pretty good at kind of addressing the elephant in the room. Like when everybody is having a conversation in a group and we're really trying to reach a common ground or maybe it's like conflict resolution and everybody wants to tiptoe about it, I'll be the one to speak up and be like, hey, this is the elephant in the room. Um, I also talked about how being an introvert allowed me to observe more. And sometimes when you observe more, you can foresee things that other people can't. And how I used to be right about the outcome of a lot of things. And people would get mad at me when I would be like, mm, like I saw that coming or whatever. Um, another one that I said, quote, verbatim, is that when I was talking about like realness and being genuine and all of the things that I was learning in therapy. And how, you know, when you're trying to educate, teach, preach or whatever, just because you want people to, you know also recognize where they may fall short and like here's the here's the tools like how you could fix it and then sometimes it's just not received well especially if people are not ready so I think I had concluded that I don't need to put another motherfucker on that's what I said meaning about something that might be real a, a gym I don't need to do that like and how I needed to start being more stingy with my information and then again I just kept reiterating that there's no benefits to being real or being solid. So um, that's just a recap of where I was then three years ago as a person who was in therapy. Um, so now I want to reflect on that episode and just let you guys know. It's not even so much that you have to care. Me, me laying this all out on the line is not just because I just feel the need to be vulnerable with complete strangers. It's because someone, some here someone somewhere may need to hear this so a lot of my thoughts have and feelings have shifted since that episode for starters I don't take it as a compliment or a badge of honor when people call me strong now I don't want to be reminded of that it's tough it's a tough road to travel to be strong it's exhausting it requires so much pressure it's hard 
There's nothing cool about having a hard life. I believe last time I said that I was a survivor and no one's victim, and that's a lie. I'm actually both. I've fallen victim to emotional abuse and neglect and disrespect, slander and libel, character assassinations, and just being hated on in general. I was a victim in those circumstances, you know, where I was weak and could not find my strength to leave a situation that no longer served me. Um, and I had fallen victim to allowing someone else's brokenness and negative energy to consume me. So, so to speak, when I listened to that episode, I was only living in a partial truth, you know, um, I have fallen victim to allowing someone's brokenness and negative energy to consume me where I compromised myself, lost myself. My vision wasn't clear. And I didn't officially become a survivor until I made it out of that situation, which was about a year ago. Or I made it out of prison, as I like to call it. So yeah, um, that, yeah, I was just kind of only living in my truth partially. That wasn't 100% um, looking back. Um, now I do not view crying as, as a weakness. You cannot hold everything in. I think on that episode, I said that I cry maybe once a year or twice at best, but for the year 2021, I've cried probably like 20 times. Um, what I like about that, um, is I've thawed out, like I'm no longer numb. I learned how to feel again. You don't have to have a right or wrong reason to cry. And it doesn't make you weak if you do cry. So again, I'd like to apologize to anybody I offended three years ago when I said that. Uh, three years ago on that episode, I used the term loner. And presently, I wouldn't claim that for myself. I think presently, I just enjoy solitude sometimes more so than I do being with others. I now can go shopping alone and take trips alone, etc. I love myself more now than I did back then which is why I feel like it's a whole vibe when I do things by myself. On that episode, I mentioned how people didn't like me. Now I don't even notice if someone doesn't like me and most importantly, I don't fucking care. It's not important to me. I now choose to focus on those who truly dig me and know who I truly am internally. They pour into me and I pour into them and that works for me. I do think one of the dopest messages I conveyed on that episode was that there are no benefits or rewards for being real. And yo, 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 I still feel the same way. Like, it's just that back then I had this expectation set as if someone should be giving me flowers or some type of recognition for being real. And presently, after learning the hard way, I now realize that there will never ever be trophies for the real and the solid ones all you have to do is simply remain solid and don't fold and don't fumble news flash or fun fact i am currently in therapy and i returned in january and what i find interesting i know i wish i had another word is that i took so many lessons from therapy the first time around three years ago and I never once applied them to my own life. I didn't do the work. 
I didn't get much out of therapy the first time around because I gave myself a graduation date too soon. I think I left therapy with the perspective that she, as in my therapist at that time, told me all the areas that I felt short and that acknowledging them made me feel like I was accountable because I owned my shit. But again, I didn't do the work. I didn't do the work. The biggest mistake I made at that time was not sticking it out longer with my sessions and transferring over to marriage counseling. I chose to put my marriage before myself. I thought fixing the issues in my marriage were more of a priority than fixing myself. I put my personal growth on hold because I was more concerned with growing with him. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake looking back. At that time, I thought that was a noble and a loyal thing to do, being a ride or die, which is such a dumb concept, by the way. Um, and to think that, you know, I was committed to that marriage more than I was my own internal struggles is mind-boggling. Kind of sad for myself and who I was back then. That was, that was devastating. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was how I lost myself. That's how I ended up in therapy the second time around. I needed help again finding myself all over again. I needed assistance with my journey of self-discovery or my rebirth, as I called it back in December when I turned 35. I'm just wanting to acquire more knowledge and skills to create a version of myself that I can get up every morning and be okay with and most importantly, to love, which is what I'm getting for therapy now. And I'm here to share all of the new gems that I've gotten from therapy this go round. And I could talk about it because I'm living it. I'm growing and I'm making changes consistently. Um, these next few things go in no particular order, but these are the things that I am actively practicing and just gems that I feel somebody somewhere can use. Do everything with intent. Be intentional. It's truly the only way that you can navigate through life with a purpose. Do you know how many of us do not live intentionally? A lot of the stuff we're doing, it's just simply doing. Or there's another term for it, like existing. The only way you are truly living is if it is with intent. You understand why you're moving the way you move. You make a conscious decision to move the way that you move and you're comfortable with it. There is no self-doubt. Next. We all have an internal radio. Try not to set your station to what triggers you. And this is for all my overthinkers out there, as I'm an overthinker. You gotta block that stuff out because it's, it's, it's so toxic. We talk a lot about being toxic or, or other people being toxic towards us. Sometimes we're toxic to ourselves just by where we are mentally. And I've had to rid my mental state of, of a lot of toxins. Next, do you ever sit back and think about how easy it is for you to like show compassion for others? Well, you got to be compassionate towards yourself, especially in those times you may be on a downward slope. Don't beat yourself up. Just affirm you're doing the best that you can. That's actually one of the affirmations I love the most. I have an affirmation jar and I juggle it around and pull stuff out of it and 
I get really hype whenever I see the one, Kanisha, you're doing the best that you can. I affirm that. Next is asking for help is not a sign of weakness. I won't go as far to say that everybody needs somebody, but there's going to be a point in time in your life that you may need somebody. You may need some help, and it is okay. It doesn't make you less of a person. And now I've given myself permission to ask for help when I feel like life is too much. Next, whatever you dwell on will grow. So please, please stop watering dead plants. Next, don't allow someone else's behavior towards you dictate the way you feel about yourself. Um, after going through some of the traumatic experiences that I have over the past couple of years and the way that I allowed a certain individual to treat me, it used to make me feel horrible about myself. Please, please, please do not do that. Please. You have to kind of be the, the pilot of your, of your own plane, you know, as far as what you feel about yourself. Do not let others, because it's usually someone broken who projects onto you, and then you carry that burden of their, their bro brokenness and their weaknesses. Yeah, don't do that. Don't let a broken person transfer their insecurities and their weaknesses onto you. Don't do it, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't. Next. Oh my God, this is my personal favorite lesson in therapy. Many of the relationships we have with other people are influenced by the relationships we have with ourselves. Mm, I'm going to run it back, spin it black around the block. Many of the relationships we have with other people are influenced by the relationship we have with ourselves. I think that is like the biggest, biggest lesson that I've taken from therapy this go-round. And man, I'm telling you. Next, whenever you start to feel like you're chasing someone or something, remember that everything that you're looking for, you can find within yourself. I just have to like give a round of applause because I love that one too. Um, and anybody listening to this would be like, why is she so fucking hype? Because this is a whole vibe. Like, all these things that I've learned and I'm sharing with you, it's a vibe. It is such a vibe. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, next is lessons can be learned through awareness. And I'm telling you, I had sight but no vision for a long time, okay? And now I'm completely aware. My eyes are so wide open. And I'm able to see everything that's going on, not just with other people, but most importantly, with myself, because it starts at home. Next, trusting yourself is knowing that something may not work out, but you will still trust the process. So, so many of us have these anxieties and we have these fears, whether it's starting a new career, whether it's about our parenting, whether it's about relationships or whatever. You've got to trust yourself. We talk so much about trusting other people. Trust yourself first and then the rest will fall into line. It'll make it so much easier for you to trust other people and other things. I promise you. Next is making sure the boundaries you create for yourself are long term and that they include saying no more. We got to say no more. So many of us say yes, even when we feel like we shouldn't. And I think there's this perception that, oh, like, when you're saying yes to people or whatever, no, 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 no people pleasing. 
Anything that doesn't serve you, say no to it, please. All it is simply is a boundary that you're setting. And if somebody makes you feel guilty or makes you feel bad about saying no, they are the problem and then it's not you. Do not let them project onto you. You can't. You've got to be stronger than that some way, somehow. Next, it's not the load that keeps you down, but it's the way that you carry it. Yo, when my therapist says this to me, it's like it's, it's so true. Half the time, like, I've looked back at loads, and I'm sorry, guys. I'm kind of getting emotional, but I'm just going to leave it on the episode because it is what it is. Um, it's not the load that keeps you down, but it's the way we carry it. And so many times for years, I just carried a load, and I didn't carry it well at all. I just carried it on my back and just let it sit with me. I just let it sit with me. And I never did anything to, to fix it. I just carried it and let it bring me down and weigh me down. Next is um, the only way to deal with fear is to put action behind it. And um, a lot of things that I'm scared of or were scared of, I'm starting to find ways that I can make myself more comfortable to do them. Because I don't want to live a life of fear or anxiety. I just don't. Next is another favorite um, of mine is do not personalize other people's journeys. So let me break that down for you. You are your own individual. We have friends, we have family members, and they may be going through something. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Whatever they're going through, if there is any type of shift between your relationship with that person... Don't make it about you. Don't personalize their journey. You have to let them go through it. I don't care what it is. Just kind of let them go through it. Step in if they need you to step in or when you feel that it's necessary and, you, and you're and you allowed or you trust yourself to make a good judgment call or whatever, um, then do so. But aside from that, you can't personalize their journey or view it and be like, oh, whoa, you know, when... They're going through X, Y, and Z. This is how it makes me feel. You can't do that. It's not fair to them. It's not even fair to yourself. You just have to let the universe just do whatever it's going to do and let the chips fall where it may. Next is transformation doesn't happen once. It's continuous. Um, I always thought, and it was a very ignorant thing, like, okay, you just have this aha moment in your life where you find yourself in it. That's it. The buck stops there. It's not true. Sometimes you have to find yourself over and over and over again. You have to redefine yourself or, or discover yourself all over again. Because we're, we're, we're constantly evolving. We're supposed to evolve. And if you're not, then that kind of stinks, you know? Um, next is a very interesting point that may go over um, your head because it went over minds. Um one of the sessions that I did have with my therapist about forgiveness is that um, forgiveness is releasing the prisoner and realizing that the prisoner is you. And um, it went over my head for a while, but I kind of get it because um, we all think forgiving people involves the other person that did it injustice or a violation to us, and it really doesn't. 
um, forgiving them could just simply mean I'm going to remove you and never speak to you again. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's your way of forgiving them. Meaning I've come to terms to the injustice and the violation that you did to me. Um, I understand why you did what you did to me and I am not going to um, blame myself for what you did to me. And I'm just going to move forward in my life. And that alone can be forgiveness. And I think we make forgiveness be a little bit more technical than it has to be. We think we have to have these uncomfortable conversations with closure, you know, with the people that did injustices. So if you don't have to, I understand that that's what you see on TV half the time. Or at least like 50% of therapists recommend that. You don't have to. Forgiveness doesn't have to be um, that kind of process. It doesn't have to be achieved in that way. And um, it really has more to do with you internally than it does the other the other people. You gotta you gotta get that for yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. You you can't sit around um, waiting for apologies that you may not ever get, because then you will be, as this quote says, you know, realizing that the prisoner is you, because you're the one that has held on to that. Um. I'm just encouraging everyone, if you can, no matter where you are at in life, to at least one time or another, if you're having trouble managing your um, emotions, if you're having trouble trying to figure out where you are at currently and you may have some questions that you just cannot answer on your own, um, go to therapy. Sometimes you don't even got to go to therapy because you think you're having a problem or something's wrong. Maybe it, it can really help change your life or give you a new way to view things, not just for yourself, but even when you come into your, to interact with other people, because human interaction is such a huge part of our lives. And um, I'm going to end this episode with, um, it made me think about therapy. Well, it was um, a tweet that one of my faves, uh, social media personalities or author or whatever you want to call her. Uh, passport Cuddy, I mean, when she talked about therapy. And these are my parting words, which are hers. Um, life doesn't happen to get better unless you put in the work. Fight your demons, face your childhood. Be honest, be vulnerable. Sacrifice, break down, build up, cut off, learn, cry, exercise, discipline, be healthy, work, love, listen and don't give up and that's my time ladies and gentlemen don't be judging me because i had a moment you know it just goes to show that i'm free now i can feel whatever it is that i want to feel and i'm not ashamed for whatever i feel um and this is my time for real until next week and i'm out Beat.